0: generation under so much pressure, how to a standard, impossible to measure, without guys, they suffer, no father in sight, uh, no love from their mother. Not defend for the one in the mirror. Self-image distorted, can't get no clear or damn. Lost souls devoured by the streets. Ain't no tales or yellow bricks. Body feet, only crack vials and shell casings. Looking for hope, but they still waiting. And I implore you to never give up. And like Pac said, uh, keep your head up. And when your back up against the wall, keep your boots to the ground. And stand tall, hold on, and be strong. And go against all eyes,
1: uh. And keep your faith in God. Welcome to our show, Liberated Minds, with your hosts, James K. and myself, Wale. Today's topic is current events. This is episode number 10. So who, who are we going to kick this off with, with urban events? Who do y'all think we should start with today?
0: Yeah, we should definitely uh, start with that whole Nick Cannon situation.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. What's up with, what's up with Nick Cannon? What's going on with Nick Cannon?
0: All right, so to start off with Nick Cannon, uh, do y'all see the outrage as more of a way to minimalize the truth being shared about history, or was there actually anti-Semitism being shown by Nick Cannon? Well,
2: all right, right, I'll kick that off, Wale. So I believe it's that the former. I believe it's all about um, whitewashing history. So... One thing I, one thing I was listening to the Breakfast Club, and uh, Charlemagne was talking about how, just like white folks can't tell us what's racist, we can't tell a Hebrew person what's anti-Semitism. So I, I was thinking and dwelling on that, and I researched some. So apparently, what they consider anti-Semitism is anything denouncing people that claim to be Jewish that come from Europe and I said we know for a fact even if you want to look at a a religious um, stance in the Bible it spoke of Ethiopians and Hebrews coming from there so we know for a fact in Ethiopia even despite the Arab um, slave trade we still know who those original people look like so for someone to say and at the same time, there's also the context of what is Ethiopia because Ethiopia Ethiopia at the time was referred to the whole continent of Africa. It, it, that's what they referred to Africa as, Ethiopia. So it's not necessarily Eastern Africa. It could have been any, any part of Africa an Ethiopian person could have uh, derived from. So my whole point is, for you putting that on display for the ignorant to know, how is that considered antisemitism if you're sitting up there um basically validating historical facts and like i said it's, it's like there's a guard up because once people are awake you have a problem people start to value their lives they start to value their history and then they dig deeper so i think they had to decapitate that the minute it occurred and um what was the second part of your question
0: um or was there actually was there actually anti-Semitism being shown by Nick Cannon?
2: I don't believe so. Um, I don't believe so. I, not once did I hear him say anything that would be that should be considered anti-Semitic. Um, I'm rewinding that whole conversation in my head, and I, I don't believe once. The, the only thing that I did hear him state, um, he stated the Caucasian race as a whole, he went in and went on a rant and said some things. Some people could, um, say because of the, the, um, tense presence versus historical tense. Hey, this a racist statement, but I'm still unsure as to what tense he was speaking on, because if we look at history, history can say what he was describing is exactly savage behavior. So, like I said, if you wanted to attack him from that standpoint, you might have a little room to wiggle. But other than that, I don't see where the anti-Semitic message was put there. I don't know how you feel about that, Wally.
1: Um, I was just going by the attack it the same way you did, historical context, which is undisputed in uh, conversations like this. Because for, one, for him to speak on the history of the European and with the destruction and massive carnage that they spread throughout the universe, I think it's undisputed to say that, you know, um, it's a fact. I, I wouldn't have put it the way he put it. I would, have, I would have placed it in a time frame in chronological order to show that it's not a one instance or occurrence. It's a continuum balance that fluctuates their lifestyle and the way they live. Their lifestyle is brute force in antiquity and moving forward as well. If you look at the way this this country was so-called established, if they want to use that beautiful word, established, instead of taken, how okay. do they get, how do they do it? They've taken it. So if you look at uh, when you use the word savagery, for anyone, including their own documents, they talk about descriptively how they actually ripped fetuses out of pregnant African women. Is that is that uh, showing signs of humanity, or is that uh, savage cart Carnivorous behavior. You know, the same way what they talked about when they tied sister's arms, African sister's arms, one from one tree to another tree, and she's pregnant, sliced open her stomach, kicked at her back so the baby could fall out, stop on the baby's head. These are historical records about their own admission. They wrote these things, not us. We couldn't read or write. So that's their records. For anyone to go further and say that if you look at what happened in the, uh, the Congo, 22 Million Africans were murdered by King Leopold II. They don't talk about that. You know Frederick Luger when he did in Nigeria, the place they call Nigeria, by land. You know destroyed all so many people there. This is, these are all Europeans. You know so is he really wrong or is he just talking about a history that people want to hide because people want to be the so-called holy ones? But that don't even add up historically. from a a religious concept, uh, context, I can understand that. Historically, I have massive problem with that because according to my professor, my mentor, Professor Manuel M. Pym, he has taken us to Kimmy. I've seen the records. I've seen the evidence that disproves a lot of things that's trying to be put into a historical context, which they take offense to when someone exposes it. So that's all that's happening. And I've seen it firsthand.
0: Definitely. Alright, so to stay on that kind of uh, track, what differences do you see in responses uh, when comments are made that are viewed as anti-Semitic and when comments are made that are um, anti-Black or anti-Hispanic?
2: Well, <clears throat> we, we've we seen plenty of people with celebrities um, make statements and still have careers and I, I think the reason for that, take, for instance, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson made anti-Semitic statements. Mel Gibson has also made racist remarks about Africans. When uh, I remember that one conversation with his ex or whatever, and he says, I hope you go get raped by a pack of niggers. And that was recorded. So he's been on record of being a racist, but guess what? I was just on Netflix. Was it Netflix? Yeah, it was on Netflix. And lo and behold, 2019, he has a movie out. How is that possible? If people in this era of today of the, um, people say it's a sensitive era, but my whole point is I think it's the accountable era. I think people are being held accountable, but how is it possible that Nick Cannon makes a statement such as that, where it's not even directly geared towards someone it's just speaking in historical context maybe maybe not depending on how you interpreted it and people want to throw him out and even to top that off look at what he does he goes and apologizes he made two two apologies and then after that he also had a discussion with the rabbi what what tour did um mel gibson go on what apology tour did he do what type of make men's efforts that he tried to do with the African community? None, but you know what? You know why he's able to get away with that? It's because we, going back to what Nick Cannon said, who runs Hollywood? Who hires people in Hollywood? So show me again where Nick Cannon was wrong. Show me where he was lying. Guess what? If it wasn't a Jewish person, it was a white person I guess that's how you convert it, but you know what I mean. So my whole thing is, he has he has that that door to go to to say, hey, you know you know how it is. Let me in, and they still back him and fund him for whatever project he has coming out.
1: That's because I think partially is because uh, the same. Re- I like the part. Uh, well, I definitely agree with what you said, especially the part when you said that uh, why is it one person can do and get away with it, but someone else can't? I think it's partially our fault because we don't amplify and make things as sensitive as they do. They're the most sensitive people in the history of humanity. So we, they capitalize on the mistake that we did. It should be to the point of all of us in the restaurant, and we hear a brother say, and I use this word against my will, and someone says, y'all show my niggas the other day. It should be a, such a taboo. Everybody in the restaurant that's a, that's a brother, like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: yo, yo, and, yep. and say something to them. So it'll be such a scene and such a taboo. For example, I respect what Germany has done to have uh, what they call the so-called schwachika anywhere in the country, and yet even in your living room, if somebody see it, it's a crime and you go to jail, massive time. You think they would do that to the Confederate flag in the United States? Negative. That's showing that they, you know, they care about what happened and they're trying to, you know, not erase the history, but don't show the residue as they show here, and they still mm-hmm. get over here. So all those things we made, we made mistakes on that by not making our situations as sensitive as they made theirs. But the only difference is they had, we had our conscious and our total mindset removed. It was extracted from our, our mindset, you know, it was taken away. So we, w- we didn't know what to care about. We only knew what they gave us. They didn't have that problem. They were able to have all their culture or whatever they had and their religion and stuff of that nature. So, they were able to hold it together and say, never again. They divide us against each other. We couldn't do that. We mm-hmm. couldn't have that mind frame. We were bent on survival. So when they That's, say, what we, what we say can be, uh, uh, we say this is race. No, we should be able to determine what, what is and what's
2: not. That's my thought on it. I agree. We, we should be able to define that and we should be the gatekeepers of it. And here's the thing. Here's one thing that you pointed out, the whole Germany thing with um, the way that they handle post Holocaust, Um, even in video games. I don't know if you're aware, even in video games, a video game that's um, released over there. They have to remove the um, Nazi flag the swastika. They won't even allow it in the video games that, that go over to Germany. And I think the divide statement you made is perfect example, like you said. Once they took us, they extracted us, kidnapped us, and, and put us here, what they did is they had the opportunity to deprogram and reprogram and say, hey, you're not this, you're that. And now it still goes on to today, and I believe that's why we're in the predicament. We are, to where somebody from the Caribbean can say, I've been in situations where they'd be like, someone comes up and calls somebody an N-word, Caribbean person can be like, he ain't talking about me, he's talking about you. Seeing as that goes with african-american history and that's where the division well i'm i'm from the caribbean no you were dropped off in the caribbean you're not from there we're all from africa at the end of the day so i think that's exactly where the biggest threat is it's like they know we're not united enough to even agree upon what should be deemed racist because they can always find those sambo type figures Mm -hmm. and have them vouch. And those are the ones that they say, see, that's who y'all should be like, be like this person. That's a good person. I would vote for them if they were running for president.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's, that's why they can get away with this because I've never seen a Hebrew person say, Hey, I'm this type of Jewish person. Uh, I'm an Orthodox Jew. We don't see, um, that word is, you know, the derogatory word they use for one another. I mean, that people use for them. They don't see that. I've never seen a division or a disagreement upon that word being a a term of of hate or somebody stand up and say, no, that's a term of endearment. Only Mm. with us will you see something as crazy as that. And now people try to flip it and say, no, Uh, don't you know that's from Ethiopian word of negus? And I said, listen, at the end of the day, we know everyone go and take a DNA test 99% 99% is going to come from West Africa. Therefore, that word wasn't in the vocabulary. And somebody who's doing all that to you ain't hardly calling you a king. So people need to drop that. They need to drop that and become realistic and just ban that word altogether. But that's a whole other story.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I was about to go in on that. I, I have a whole chart on that. I actually did a presentation on that, on that whole the whole evolution of how it got to that word, you know what I mean? The, the year by year and all that stuff, you know, century by century. So that was, yeah. Me, a lot of people left that class very uncomfortable. But anyway,
0: yeah. that's <laughs> <etymology laughs> of it.
1: Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, and also the people you were talking about from uh Ethiopia when the uh, continent was called Ethiopia and uh, Atlantic was called the uh, Ethiopian Ocean and all that stuff. Uh, the people you're talking about would call uh, the derogatory term, which I haven't found the original term of the people. they call falasha, which means translate to mean, don't touch me or stay away. So they're basically calling them, I usually get to my will, calling them niggas. Basically an outcast or the or the so-called black sheep of the family. So that's that's why they do things like that. But I don't think Nick Cannon was wrong. I think he should have worried it a lot better. And I think he should have demanded or, or live on television that interview instead of you know, trying to try to defend so much. I would have said, "Great! It was a great privilege to meet with you. I learned so much. Thank you for taking me to the museum and not just taking me here, but the the scholar you are on this, explaining to me in detail, so I can never make this mistake again." And mm-hmm. I appreciate. And I apologize. Now, I have Minister Farrakhan on the other line right here, and Minister, <laughs> uh, honorable minister, are you still willing to on speakerphone, so he can't dodge you? Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Honorable Minister Farrakhan, are you still willing to explain our historical context and when it comes to what happened to our people, to this great rabbi here who is taking the, taking the time off to show your brother the, the truth and his knowledge and why I shouldn't have said that? Once Minister Farrakhan said yes, that opens the gates to open all the truth. Because you know when Minister Farrakhan's on the stage and his cameras there, he coming after your ass. He don't play no games. He going mm-hmm. right after you. And he's going to tell the truth unapologetically. You know, that's one thing I respect about the brother, especially yeah. when his camera's there.
3: Facts. So
1: no matter who it is. So I would have used that weapon because Nick Cannon, I don't think we well, all due respect to him, I don't think he was thinking uh, decisively. You know, I think he was thinking instinctively, let me do this and get things back in order and see how things work out Not this just fight the court battle. No, it's not just a court it's not just about that. This is a people's battle to break this conglomerate that they have going on here. So if he was able to expose that, and also Nick Cannon donated money to there, I'm not sure if you know about that.
0: No, I didn't Did you? know about
3: that. Yeah. <laughs> he,
1: he, uh, he donated money to that. I'm like, well, are you going to take him to, uh, to, you know, Virginia, to one of those uh, African enslaved um, plantations, they call it? Are you going to take him there? Are you going to ask them to invest in where Tusla used to be and invest in uh, Jay Morrison's The Black House? that they have in Atlanta, I believe us in, you know, you, know, you know, y'all know what Jay Morrison is, right? The thing yeah. he's developing, real estate mm-hmm. and all that. Or mm-hmm. right, they want to develop there to help us come up then, but they take donations from us. So if you really care, Nick Cannon should have him to our communities and said, well, look, help us. In Brooklyn, they own the whole Brooklyn. They even have their own <laughs> police officers. They own Melman, which I, I, which I think is great. I think it's a beautiful thing. But help the brother do the same thing if you understand his suffering. Y'all were lynched in the street, you know. Y'all went okay. through twelve years of suffering, yes, and I think it's really horrible. I'm not minimizing it in whatsoever, you know. However, you know, look at the same people. You're just as criminal as the people who was involved in the action, the perpetrators. If you don't say anything or help those same people, and we suffer a thousand times more than anybody. So you could put someone in jail for from birth until they die, but if you allow them to have their name and their heritage, just like when the Chinese put down. The railroads here. Well, we were enslaved, too. Yes, you were, and that was a horrible thing. Yes, but you were allowed to wear your natural garment, speak your natural language, cook your natural foods, raise your children with the same traditions, right along on the sideline when you're working. Not to say it's a good condition. It's a horrendous condition. I want to say that. However, you still kept your core, so you know exactly who you are. Those children will grow up with those bad memories, but they can surpass on from the culture. Everything was taken from us, and you know that. So what are you what are you doing to help us as we kindly donated to you? You own the whole Brooklyn, Walmart, Kmart, TJ Maxx.
3: Mhm.
1: So, nice. yeah. And think, you know, Walmart, <laughs> getting paid fourteen dollars an hour at Walmart?
2: Uh, yeah, that's crazy. America benefited off of their crimes, and anytime someone benefits off of crime. Case in point: Someone's arrested for uh, drug dealing. If my family benefited from it, guess who's coming to seize everything and take their money? So, how is it that America benefited off of enslaving Africans, and still to this day, there are still companies, billion-dollar corporations, that still make profits? The cotton industry, just just the basic example, billions of dollars and they don't have to pay any type of reparation, but yet the slaveholders were paid a reparation. Shut this out. You know what I mean?
1: I was talking to somebody about this book called The Half That Has Never Been Told. It's a cold book. The book talks about, and I was explaining to someone uh, from a historical context. I said, well, this country was built off agriculture. It's an agricultural economy. And the Mm -hmm. way most of the world were getting their cotton from America, you know, Mm -hmm. and other places as well. So, um as they were developing that major, major economy, then it went to tobacco, and it went to other things, the sugar cane factories, not factories, excuse me, the sugar cane plantations in the West mm-hmm. Indies, he was speaking about uh, uh, earlier, that's where the Saint Kofa and all those other things come from, that story. So all those historical, con- that is what brought this country to where it is, but people fail to realize that. The White House, designed you know, by Africans, and built, not just built the labor, by Africans. Benjamin Banneker was responsible for a major part of that. So all these things that we contributed here and you, you're not supposed to get paid anything no reparations nothing
0: nothing
2: not they mention how all the is
0: corporations the, i'm sorry okay go ahead
2: no i was just gonna piggyback off that and say and then they determine since when why isn't it taken to a world court or the u.n and say this is what you will pay out to these African descendants. How is it, I, I commit the crime and then I tell you, okay, this is what I think is fair for what I did to you. That's where it needs to begin. There needs to be a crime against humanity and the World Court needs to be the judge and jury for that.
1: Malcolm tried it in 1963 and four, the Honorable Dr. Uh, Yusef Benyekunin made it so he can go there because at the time he was one of the chairs of the uh, Ethiopia and the United Nations and they murdered him for it. The same, uh, Japan and everybody else was paid reparations because they went to the United Nations. Even some European countries went to the United Nations on other European countries and were paid reparations, but Africans weren't because the, th- the concept of it, what I'm seeing so far and some documents that I'm reading now that I'm still reviewing, mm-hmm. Africans were viewed as property. Property can't pay mm-hmm. reparations to. Mm-hmm. So this stapler here, you know, it's property, I can't say, well, check this out. I'm going to hook you up with all these staples for straight up. You know, I can't, how can I do that? It's not a reparation for something that's a it, a thing, an object, a commodity that can be sold at will, chicken, horse, rat, whatever. So that's the, that's the, I think that's one of the major things that that is being used to prevent us from getting our reparations. And also the second thing, how can we tell if anyone in your family was uh was a descendant? Listen, listen, African people built this country, period, literally.
2: Mm-hmm. So that's enough. And, and the thing is, they, they try and play that game and then you have a, a few of us that fall for that. But at the end of the day, guess what? Your descendant, these, the, the people, the African immigrants of today who are coming here, you literally could be, that's your relative. Literally, you can take a DNA test. So how are you gonna say they wouldn't be entitled to that as well? My whole point is, like you just said, you know for a fact, anyone with our complexion skin was enslaved. Bottom line. So, who are you now, now you want to sit up here and say, hey, it's, it, it should only go to these, these types of people or whatever. We don't have time for that. Any, any African person in this country, just you owe them. At the end of the day, give it to them because guess what? You also broke up that family back on the continent. Bottom line. And another thing, I don't know if you guys seen this. It was out, uh, came out today, about Zimbabwe with their I've reparations seen that. for the white farmers.
1: Ridiculous!
2: Billion, like 3.5 billion dollars in reparations for land that the native Zimbabwe people were killed over when those colonists came in there. They stole the land, and now they're claiming because the land was taken back that it was wrong and you have us who sit up there and say you know what it was wrong here sorry for the inconvenience and shell out some money and that's the damaged psyche that still goes on to today but yet you see i was just gonna say you see you see the humanity within us when it comes to okay you know what in all contexts yeah that was wrong we did take it we just straight up take it we could have taken a different course back shit you know what here you go here's some money to help you get on your feet. And it didn't include the raping, torture, killing of anyone. But yet we still have the decency to say, you know what, wrong is wrong, right is right. I'm gonna make something right. So, yeah.
1: That happened two other times in history. One, with Haiti and the French, when mm-hmm. they finally saw LaVenture an and the rest of them fought them off, and actually uh, gained independence. When they get independence, the French now only did they leave willingly, they said we're gonna flood all these mountains we've been th- we've been digging in with cement and all these things, so you just can't survive with anything. Now, is that humanity there? That's the first thing. South Africa, the place they call South Africa. Munimatapa, I believe the original name is. And when when uh when they came in there and, and, and d- d- destroyed everything, the Dutch, British, everybody went and destroyed everything. Julius Malema the Honorable Julius Malema of uh, the EFF, one of the leaders, he's fighting so they can take back the land. They call it uh, um, taking the land without... Uh, expo- how, how do they call it again? Explor- ex- exploration without compensation. That's their slogan. So they're basically taking all the land back without giving the, those Dutch and, uh, descendants and the rest of them uh, finances for it, which they shouldn't because it doesn't belong to them in the first place. However, we have leaders in Africa and other places as well that have their own personal agendas when they're put in office. I believe that those so-called leaders are puppets for the world leaders or the leaders in the so-called West. So as they put them in a position say, well, hey, check this out, I'll do this for you. I can make this happen for you. I can get all this on the back end." They're thinking about their independent families and their longevity as far as moving forward as a family. They're not thinking about their people. Those are the sellouts. So to answer your question, why haven't anyone taken it to the United Nations? The ones that we talk about that, that will take that's trying to take it there and working on it, those are the ones we have to pray for the most, because those are the ones that's gonna get murdered and assassinated every single time. So if you look at cowards and they give my option, you can either become wealthy and your family become wealthy for the rest of their days, or you could just make a decision that's best for you in this position and go ahead, just like Nelson Mandela did, as they totally disrespected the honorable Winnie Mandela she was the freedom fighter
0: yeah definitely you gotta think about all the corporations too here that directly are a result of slavery is banks
1: insurance companies exactly wells fargo yep. clearly, clearly shut down my account when i found out they're rolling it
0: yeah Shit, they had uh the logo with like the horse and trailers all on it and yeah. stuff like that it was yeah. it's, it's a lot of stuff that's it's clear, and then you see that you got like, yeah since eighteen whatever eighteen hundreds or whatever they've been around that long. So I'm like, where did your money come from? What were you doing back then? Yeah, what were you doing back then? You obviously didn't just come into that money like the right way. You wasn't slinging bean pies. Exactly. So <laughs> it all it all goes back to that man. It's like everything historically like what nick was saying was true regardless because if you look at it historically it was fact so do you have more of an issue that a strong black man was speaking the truth about your history and then you're just trying to mask it as oh it's anti-semitism because you can't you can't deny that it was fact so you have to go that other route and try to say, this is what it, this is the reason why
1: I don't like it. You can't just come out and say, I don't like
0: it because it's true.
1: Well, it's not the reason. The reason being, I had to look at it from a grander scale. That's the last thing I'm going to say about this. Um, on a grander scale is that for Nick Cannon to tell the truth, the children's person he is, being though he'd been on Nickelodeon forever, yeah. he has all those eyes on him. He stepped it up to wilding Out which I'm gonna show you something else, has the teens and the people in their 20s and even people our age is watching the same show. So he has all those ears, all those minds. Now Mm -hmm. they see Nick Cannon giving an interview. He already owns their ears from entertainment already. The same thing they used to seduce our people, you know? And as he's talking his truth, that's making all those audiences second-guess the indoctrination that they had. So they're second-guessing it because Nick Cannon said it, you know, It can mold the mindset to see the truth, but they don't want to do that. So what they do is they say all lives matter. Let me tell you something. When you walk into the street and you get hit by a car, bam, only your legs are hit and both of your legs are obviously broken. They don't walk over to you and say, yo, let me see the structure of your nose and see if you're okay. Let me check your fingernails. Your manicure is messed up. They operate on your legs first. So all it is is a counterproductive comment to alleviate the truth. That's what they're doing.
2: That's true. All right, so...
0: Speaking of the truth, um, Zoe Williams stated that white people can't say that black lives matter while the truth we speak doesn't.
1: Exactly.
0: So what will it truly mean if we get legislation passed to ensure our lives matter and policing is improved while we are unable to tell the truth about
1: our history before slavery?
2: Well, I'm
1: going to think about that. What's the last part of that question?
0: Um, I'm just gonna read it over. What will it truly mean if we get legislation passed to ensure that our lives matter and that policing is improved while we are still unable to tell the truth about our history before slavery?
1: Well, I think that can be done simultaneously and also taught inside police stations in certain demographic neighborhoods on the people that live in that community. I think that's the major problem because if they hire a police officer from New Jersey, and he's working in Los Angeles. He has no clue what the culture is—a major culture shock. So I think police officers should be trained by a certain uh, by the police department that have people from communities, community leaders. That's over. That's excuse me. I almost said something crazy. Y'all almost caught that. That's uh. That's um. That's monitoring. You know what I was about to say. That's I almost almost said it. That that's monitoring the entire. The entire um, development of the program so the police officers can understand the culture of the people. Because the people can't, someone, a, a police officer from South Vietnam can't police uh, any, any, anywhere in America. They don't know the culture. Mm-hmm. So the only way the system can work is if they tear it down and make it, make a new system, have the core of it based on community base, how that community is structured. That's why in the city of Oakland, where I live now, they prefer officers that's from Oakland, California. Because they know the area, they know the people, the culture. So, to have a legislation passed, it doesn't mean they still won't let you tomorrow. It still continues. But to have something, have a course of someone to teach it and enforce it, as far as accountability, make it not just six months to be a police officer, six months, what do you know? Lawyers go to school for eight years just to argue in front of somebody. <laughs> Come on. That's true. It's an art to it. So I don't think it should
2: be re- You know, I, I'm going to get to your question, James, but on that topic of the police, it's like, you know, the history of the police. And I think it's the foundation of policing. Hear me out, because I'm not saying we don't need police. What I'm saying is, we know what the roots of policing, you know, where it came from in this country, you know, where it stemmed from. So, you have a whole system that's whole foundation was based in racism. So therefore it's hard to clear that aspect out. And even if you do hire people that look like me and you, it's like, all right, you're still being trained to see this group of people as the problem. And there needs to be an overhaul of that. And quite honestly, I I don't, really have anything to contribute to that cuz i don't know what it would take because we do have in philly i think is a percentage i think there might be more more uh black cops than white but it's still that training the gotcha. training is the issue so like i said i don't i don't know what would correct that but um getting back to james question it almost sounded like are you saying that do we have to negate one for the other as far as, all right, we get this, we get this um, illusion of inclusion, but at the same time, do we have to dismiss our history? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like we're, they, they
1: decide that policy-wise. Value. Yeah. Still, still
2: low. All right, that sounds clear. Can you, go, you hear me now? Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
0: All right. So, basically, what I'm saying is that um, policy wise will be included. But when it comes to us speaking out about our history, that's still not a part of the equation. Oh, I'm what missing this. Would you? Okay. So would it be okay? I mean, what would it truly mean that if we get all this policy passed and policing is improved, but then we're still not allowed to speak the truth and we're still accused of being anti Semitic or denounced for speaking out and speaking something that's actually true
2: about our history? Like
0: is that trade off
2: right? Right. That that's like I said, that the illusion of inclusion because we've seen we've seen the Declaration, we've seen that Declaration of Independence. We've seen how it's worded about all men being created equal. But is it in fact all men? Who do you consider a man? So you can say, you can say whatever on a piece of paper. But it's what you sit up there and you make, you make the law at the end of the day. So like you, and you were saying, it's actions speak louder than words. So if we're not sitting up here um, reinforcing what these policies actually say in black and white, then it's as if you have no policy. And that's problematic because guess what? It's not gonna change overnight. So people should still be able to voice the truth of what's going on until you see, okay, percentage-wise, statistics-wise, hmm, these prisons, they're getting a little lighter. Oh, these arrests amongst inner city youth, they're not as high. The the ones in the suburbs, they're getting arrested at the same rate as the people in the city. Once we start seeing statistics that match policies, then we can say, Okay, I can shut up for now, but I'm gonna keep my eye on you.
1: Yeah, I agree with all of that. I, I misconstrued what you were saying. I thought you said what type of policy would be uh, implemented if uh if we were able to speak out and and make better uh, the police and a lot better, but I still believe uh, I still stand with what I said. But uh, James, I can't hear you. There you go. You
0: still drop some jewels, so it's cool. Huh? You still drop jewels, so it's all right.
1: All right, cool. Yeah, I just want to get that clear because, uh, like you said, if it, if someone doesn't consider a person a human being. It doesn't apply, you know. For example, and that makes me question something. I think it's a very valid question. And we're not seen as human beings, and that has never been rewritten, which I'm still researching. I find out if it's been redacted or if it's still there. I'm still looking for that. I didn't forget three episodes ago, and um, so it makes me think of a police officer or someone murders somebody, one of us. Is that the reason why the these you know, they don't go to jail? It, that, we have to really question that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Because there's no different than me stepping on an ant. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's only murder yeah. if it's something that's equal to you. Like some cannibals think that, and I watch this because I watched the documentary and you were looking at people that practice their lifestyles is relevant to that, that three-fifths of a man thing and all created equal. They only consider... Cannibals consider you're not considered they they feel that they're not considered a cannibal if they're eating something that's less than them. Wow. So if it's something that's beneath them, like some type of rat or something, they're the dominant species, so it's okay. So with that law is basically saying the same thing. It's okay to kill and murder black people, and there's no consequence. Because that thing that person is not a human. It's like an ant. You can just step on it and whatever.
2: So well, it, it, Sorry to cut you off Sorry to cut you off But it, it goes back to what you said about being um, An untouchable type Even in religion we see that Where people say hey If this person isn't a believer of my religion Do away with them My God says to kill them five3 533, 3,
1: 4, 533 in, in the Quran I'll be, 533 or 530 not to cut you off It says that uh, all infidels should be killed and, and their hands And their feet should be cut off Mhm. So, but you know, so I think that the religious part of it is a bothersome, is it because because it was written at a certain time and translated. I think that could be manipulated. They brag about somebody killing a thousand people with the jawbone of an ass, and they say, "Thou shalt not kill." What kind of contradiction is that?
0: Yeah, that's crazy. All right,
3: that's
0: so what, let's
2: go. But then they flood the earth, right, and wipe out everything. That I should not kill. Yeah. yeah, that's another
0: story we can talk on. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So now to, uh, we're gonna switch gears a little bit. Now we're gonna talk about the, uh, you know, blackface uh, white supremacy. So we've uh, seen a doctor from uh, Cameroon uh, claiming to have cured people who contracted COVID nineteen, yeah. and this has been proven to be a sham in a Breitbart video. Um, do you see this as fanning the flames when we already have anti-maskers and uh, people who live on the word of uh, 45?
1: Yeah, let me get that. Uh, I'm disappointed because when I seen that video, I watched it all the way through, and me uh, not being a person in the medical field, and uh, everything looked authentic to me. I was proud that I was an African sister that's saying it. I'm like, great. Then I started to look at it. Brother K pulled my coat tail. And was like, well, notice the people behind her. I noticed that as well, but I saw another video where I thought that those doctors were going to speak, or whoever they were, were going to speak, but it was the same video. So when I realized that, I watched it again, I said, well, you know what? Being all this information is coming out is putting a setback. That's like when people say, well, black people kill black people, you know? Mm-hmm. So by her making that statement, saying that she's, she's done this and she's done that, now any other doctor in the history of, anything going forward they're going to be held with that same tattoo on their rec- their uh, reputation before they even open their face mm-hmm. so and especially being though she's a, she's an African and especially being though she says she went to school in Nigeria where <laughs> you know so so by not by not saying that it leaves it open ended and it made me think that she's a Nigerian proud she's an African no matter what but mm-hmm. the fact that she said that it's a big spotlight for that dude that's targeting that country for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. So it puts a it, picks, it makes our, our movement stagnant for, for situations like that. I, I, don't, I don't think that that was that was a huge setback.
2: I believe just the way you connected the dots I believe it was strategic and like you said what I find interesting in the whole thing, before I actually answer your question, what I find interesting is, I remember about two years ago when this same man, Agent Orange, went up there and said, shithole countries when referring to any type of black nation. Mm
3: -hmm. So
2: therefore, now you're promoting, you have this person come to the forefront to speak on your behalf, because she's an agent sent by him. And like I said, it was just suspicious to me, because what she was saying wasn't necessarily wrong, in the sense of that can be used in prevention. That's where I think it was misinterpreted because they say you wanna get these vitamins in you, but uh, excluding that hydrochloric. Acid because the, the whole thing is, once your immune system is boosted, the chances, just like with any other type of virus, the chances of you contracting it are diminished. It's a lower probability of receiving it. So. Like I said, but for her to claim, hey, this was a this was a cure. What'd she say? Three hundred fifty-something people.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Out of three hundred fifty-something pe- people, how come not one has come out and said, "Yeah, she cured me." Not one. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I, I knew it was propaganda the, the minute it came out. Like I said, the minute it came out, and like I said, she threw in that she threw in that curveball just to say, "Hey, I went to school in Nigeria. What's that got to do?" With the price of tea. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? What is that to do? So and then for her to sit up there and say, yeah. She said you said she said no mask. We don't need to wear masks. Is I that didn't what hear said?
0: No, 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 she ain't no she ain't say that, but I was asking her oh, okay. that. That's what she said okay. for fan of flames of those people that are against not uh, wearing masks and stuff like that.
2: No doubt. That's why that's why the US is in the predicament it is now because um, you have these people that feel a mask is an infringement upon their freedom, live by the freedom, die by the freedom, bottom line. So mm-hmm. you want to be, you're free to be a fool. Mm. Freedom yeah. means that right. You're free to be a fool. And now we have to suffer because people are worried about some made up stuff in their head rather than straight up science.
1: hmm. Exactly.
0: Like, yeah. Cause she tried What's to, she, she was very passionate she tried she spoke very passionately because i'm like (laughs) i'm sure because she got she got a significant bag for doing that she and she was very she is very believable but it was like it was like telltale signs it's like usually when a doctor is speaking about something like that they don't say i went to medical school here and i could i cured these many people with this concoction but not have a single person up there to speak on it yeah mm-hmm. it, it, it was just it was like pretty much a bunch of suits behind her just making sure like they were there were her handlers they were making sure that she followed protocol and she stuck to the plan i'm sure that it it was, looked, i'm sure there were multiple takes it looked like a pulpit
1: Exactly. <laughs> hey man, I'm so, I'm just I'm I'm so disappointed that man. I'm like, yeah, and I look cause cause uh, what's going on in Madagascar? What they were doing in the early stages of this COVID thing? And I'm like, oh great, that's what's up. So then I'm 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 happier by it, and to find out that's not the situation. I'm like, oh my god, this is some crap.
3: yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah that's unfortunate, man. And then like, you jump you jump from that to. Another face of white supremacy, Terry Crews, who comes on Twitter and makes an acronym out of Coon Conquer Our Own Negativity. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, this bull, yo, this bull has been soft shoeing for every chance he got. He was even in a Zoom meeting. With a bunch with a bunch of other people, and he started talking about uh, that white the black supremacy stuff in the Zoom meeting with like European people in there, and they're, when he's talking, he, they're like, "Yes, go on, speak speak our talking points for us."
1: You know what it mm-hmm. is? He ain't been right since he got his nuts grabbed. Nah. <laughs>
0: after, after that initiation, nah, he ain't been the same. Yeah.
1: Ever since, ever since he palmed his nuts, he ain't been the same anymore. That's what it is. They they took his nuts. They took them, George. They playing dice on him right now, in the sugar house. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow! <laughs> Connect more.
0: Yeah, cause like he he didn't even um, when that happened, uh, Gabriel Union she stood by him, and supported him. And then when that thing happened with um, what was it NBC? He like mm-hmm. jumped ship and just was like, oh, I don't want no, no, we we good over here. Like master treat me good. He give me a good table
1: scraps. I don't want no part of this beef. If that would have been me and he violated me like that, I would, I wouldn't be happy.
2: This is you too. This is you too. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't
1: be happy. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I
2: mean, and if you, I guess he's <laughs> going be the only view you'll see of me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he feels if he says it enough times, some people will start saying, hey, that's the truth. But all he's doing is making a mockery of himself, and we know he's just looking for the next role, and it's a, mm-hmm. it's a shame that he's selling his soul because a lot of his friends in the industry, they've always said he, he he's a kind individual. So it, it's sad to see someone sell their soul.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you're sucker. That's the, you know what I say? I say that, uh and white chicks. He wasn't acting. That was that was his eight mile.
3: That
0: yeah. was his autobiography. Like that's who he is. <laughs>
2: I mean, and, and remember also, Cat Williams grabbed his nuts too.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> with the pliers <laughs> and Friday at the next. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> While he was like, "Huh? What did I miss?" What? What? Yes. On, you I remember Brian. remember that he walked
1: in? And he was I, I know, I know, I know. I know. Yes. I know. He, probably, he probably messed up on that part 20 times. Perfect, perfect.
2: <laughs> He's yes. like, you ain't
1: grab him right. Yeah. <laughs> you doing a free angle. Come on, man. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, your
0: up. That was another role where I'm sure he was playing himself because he was up there twerking the Tupac. What? In the movie, <laughs> remember he? Yeah, he was sit- he was sitting on his mom's couch, and then um, How Do You Want It was on, and he got up. And started, oh, I thought you said he was twerking with Tupac. Oh no, 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 no! He was watching How Do You Hansel! Want It video.
1: And so
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, he was up there watching How Do You Want It, and this boy got up and started behaving like himself in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> behaving. <laughs> You're <laughs> a wild one. wild one. Oh, my God, one. That's funny. This boy, man, he, he just needs
1: to shut like, they, like Just shut up.
2: <laughs> like they say, he living his truth. Let him live his truth.
1: Well, like I said before, you know, some people want to become famous so they can tell the world what they've done for everybody. Me, if I became famous, I would like to tell the world what everybody's done for me. Him, he, he fascinated about the coin. The coin regulates who he is. It's not a... It's not his, he doesn't live by principles or integrity or morals, you know? Mm-hmm. So when people live by that, they won't violate that. That's why people say, if you can't find something to live for, eventually, best to find something to die for. Yeah, because yeah. they want to live by those principles. No matter what realm is in, if it's in the street life and somebody killing 30 people, which is a horrible thing in my life, the way I, I view it, you know? Mm-hmm. In their life, once they go to get, the can- get locked up, they shouldn't, they should do that time, every bit of it. They shouldn't be no. It's being glorified <laughs> today. It's cool to be a rat these days. You get a pension for being a rat. It's yeah, yeah. crazy. I mean, but you know,
0: you know what they say about him, right? Who? Terry Cruz. Well say that, They said that um every tweet that he uh, posts, he gets a new wrinkle on his head. He gets a new wrinkle <laughs> <laughs>
2: They say he's gonna be looking like Crane from Ninja <laughs> Turtles. It, it, it's
0: it's it's like a pack of hot dogs on top of his head. Yeah, every time, every time he posts a tweet, like, uh, black supremacy. And, like,
2: that was slinky three. head.
3: Yep. Slinky yeah. head? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, enough, enough
0: about that fool. All right, so, uh, you know that 45 had a rally a few weeks ago. And, you know, Herman Cain, he attended. He was probably there with no mask. And he was one of those people that thought that COVID was a democratic um, hoax. And today found out he passed away from complications from COVID. Do you believe his passing may spark common sense in those who believe this is a
2: conspiracy and not real? No, 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 I mean, we've had, we've had 150,000 plus deaths. So what makes his more unique than those other 150,000-plus? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> you know him. That's why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: think yep. so either because, you
0: know. Yeah. It's like somebody that's an idiot. It's hard to, you know. It's
1: like if somebody that we know, they pass away, right? To us, it's like, yo, you heard Ron died? Oh crap! Ron died. Somebody in, in 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 Jamaica don't care about Ron. It means nothing to them. And three million Rons were died, but that one Ron that people know when they have an intimate connection like this cat, we know who he is. So it's different, you know. For us, like wow, him. <laughs> you know, like when Doctor when uh Magic announced his his announcement, I think ninety three, I think it was something like that. He announced it, and it was like, oh my god, Magic is gonna die. Magic, you know. It, but it was a yeah. little hard. Not okay, but it was it was under under their caps when other people had it. But when Magic that big figure is like, oh my gosh, Magic. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, right. that's that's why people react. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. definitely.
1: All right. So now we're gonna shift to
0: you know the school issue. Uh, we're like a little over a month away from the next school year beginning, and there has been a push for children to be in school despite the cases of COVID still on the rise. Does this seem like another instance of sacrificing children for political agenda, like how school shootings have been handled in the past? I
1: think this is the stupidest decision ever, and I say why. The reason why I think that way is because, uh, Duke Balls, I believe her name is, she's responsible for the education in the United States. She uh, she's responsible for the school and stuff of that nature. For I understand, she wants to open the schools. Just so that it would look good on paper. For example, you know, I could run for office today, and everything could be horrible. And once everything's going well, I want to make sure that's massively out there. So in the future, I can say, "Well, I've done this." So by her opening the schools, well, I've done my part. I actually opened the schools. I believe the children should have been in school. So she could say she does. That's that. It means nothing. It means nothing. So as children go to school. She thinks she's done something. They say they've done something children come back triple sick now mm-hmm. then what well,
2: well here, I was going to say here's the catch those that can afford to learn virtually because we know what it takes we know it takes internet we know it takes a computer and so training. and what and training my bad yeah and training so it's like this it's like all right like I said, this whole COVID thing, the way that they're going about it, it's all strategic to get rid of certain segments of the population. Therefore, you send all the poor kids back to school and hope that they start trickling off. That's what it's all about. Because guess what? How is it Baron Trump, how is it his school is not opening and they're learning virtually? See, if the White House is so confident in this COVID thing that it's, it's no big deal, Why are these, I guarantee you, 90-something percent, or if not, 100% of all these politicians, these senators, congressmen, none of their children are in school. And they won't send their kids to school. So we know it's just to get rid of certain segments of the population. Bottom line. Exactly.
1: Hey, remember when she was out, before she was uh, put in office, well, in in position, Mm -hmm. and she was uh, she was basically petitioning for it, and they asked her on a panel, they said, well, uh, do you know what it's like to have a student loan? No. Well, have you ever had a student loan? No. Do you know what it's like to have a student loan? No. Have you repaid a student loan? I've answered that. Now, I'm asking you a different question. Have you ever paid a student loan? No. Have your children had a student loan? No. Do they Have they ever paid back a student loan? No. So how can you vote with the zero experience you have on you know, student loans not being cut when you don't know what it's, what it's like to pay one. She said, well, fortunately, my family, and I quote, fortunately, my family had a uh, uh, fortune to you know, be able to pay for school. Well, and uh, the person I was interviewing and to her said, well, what about the rest of America? 90% of the people can't afford to live like that. Mm-hmm. So that shows you what type of person she is. If it don't affect me directly, I don't care. What she mean directly, white people she's talking about. Credibility yep. been shot a long time ago. I mean.
2: That's exactly what it is. They can't relate. They can't relate to anything. I, I mean, look. I mean, we could just look at his whole administration. You have a brain surgeon the head of HUD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, give him the crap. Like I said, the brother is a brilliant brain surgeon. Brilliant. If somebody try to take that from the, him, that's that's crazy. But when he, that don't mean he can play ball.
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. He, he shouldn't be there. He's there just he's there because he's there for the face. And he allowed himself to be bullied on television, embarrassed through that whole thing. You know, he, he, he wasn't a brother. He an other. He's still one of us. But in my sense, he got to come back home. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah he wanted I to be with,
0: uh, a subject matter expert. And then outside of that subject, don't know nothing. <laughs> Is subject, not yeah, like he, he's geez. a subject expert. He's an expert in that one area. Like you give him some kind of brain surgery, whatever, any kind, he'd be like, "Oh yeah, I can do that, no problem."
2: I, I ran bring up. You, on. Bring your volume up, some James. Yeah, you know
1: I mean you do it again. You know I mean now. Yeah. Go. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, I threw out that movie, The Gifted Hands. Screw that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because he's like he's only that's the, that seems like that's the only thing that he's good at. Because every time I see him get interviewed about anything else, he seems like an idiot.
2: And like I don't yeah, really serious
0: interviews. Yeah, he's had interviews, and he seems like an idiot. Like outside of the surgery, and I and I I hate to ha- to even say that but it's the truth. Like mm. you can't put somebody, you can't, like you can't, I'm, I'm good at like, you know, math and kind of business stuff. You can't drop me into like a doctor's um, office and expect me to treat patients. Cause that's not my area of expertise. So you can't expect me just because I excel over here and I'm excel there. So you drop this guy into this thing just because he knows how to kiss ass good and expect him to be able to excel like he's excelled at brain surgery. It's not going to work.
1: Well, they tried to use it. they used him as a puppet so so-called black people can accept that he's, he has a brother there. He's going to help us with the projects. He's going to rebuild Richard Island. Yeah. Nah. And he's he not thinking that way. Nah, no, he's, he's there to He's definitely involved.
0: Yeah, he's there to save money cut, cut uh, areas that he doesn't have to worry about because he's not using public housing. No, Nobody that he that he cares about is using it. So it doesn't matter to him. He's going to make cuts wherever. And I remember early on he bought some furniture with money that was supposed to go towards like some kind of programs with her. And he bought some kind of expensive furniture for his office.
1: Exactly. Mahogany dust and Persian rugs. Yeah, I'm
2: like. Uh, I put I put it like this. I put it like this. I don't know if y'all remember this. This is a short clip. Just just listen to what this man say.
3: Okay. There's no cure for that. But if you're a child molester, there's no cure. They can't stop you. Pathological. There's no cure. Now he said he was pathological. Okay. How stupid are the
2: people of Iowa? He's talking, I might have started a little late, but he's talking about Ben Carson. He likens him to a child molester.
3: So he said he has pathological disease. Now, if you're pathological, there's no cure for that, folks. Okay? There's no cure for that. But if you're a child molester, there's no cure. They can't stop you pathological there's no cure now he said he was pathological okay how stupid are the people of Iowa? how stupid are the people of the country to believe this crap so here's the good news he's now saying all of that stuff happened because otherwise he's a liar what the hell have we come to what have we come to When we have to believe this kind of stuff, and we're gonna put somebody in office who considers himself to have pathological disease, read the definition in a dictionary of pathological disease. And I'm not saying it. He said it about himself before he knew he was gonna run for office.
2: So that's when 2016, when they were running. I remember that. someone calls you basically a child molester and you still conduct business with him and all smiling in pictures. That tells you there's something wrong with that man's brain.
1: Well, I think that after that interview, he should have, if he decided to stay involved with that campaign for some mysterious reason, you know, Donald Trump should be, he should have been wearing shades after that. The next rally, he should have been wearing shades. I'm serious. <laughs> no doubt. I'm dead serious. You know how sunny it is when you kick campaigning. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that
3: boy
0: is he don't make this this is the man that uh said there was one one million eight hundred seventy thousand million tests.
1: Volume up. There you go. You heard me? Yeah.
0: Yeah, this is the guy that said there were 1,870,000 million tests given. Those words came out of his mouth. And he said in
1: that in that order.
0: He said 1,870,000 million tests. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what I said in that order, huh?
0: Yep. Right. He got confused. <laughs> he got confused. When he read it off the paper, he said it the right way. He said 1,000,000. 870,000 and then when he tried to reiterate it yeah, that's 1,870,000 million tests
1: that's crazy I'm like, pretty soon they going to start pinning stuff to his forehead yo, <laughs> the doofus you know, I'm like
0: yo when he's not reading off that paper it's like you get to see the true essence of his stupidity and it, it's and I can't even be mad like it's, it's kind of glorious in a way because I'm like this is great let everybody see how stupid you are and that means that anybody that still follows you and looks at you as like a messiah or whatever they're just as stupid as you
1: well the world looking at him like that but most of the world I ain't going to say most of the world but in this country most of the people are voted for him you know like I said a bunch of rednecks so the, the, the jargon and the analysis that he's putting out there, they don't, they're not, you know, intellectually inclined to see through his BS. They don't have the mental capacity to decipher the truth between the tell. They don't want to do research. They don't want to conduct primary research or find out the, the, the numbers or the statistics that he's talking about. They don't want to look at the history. They look at the campaigns. Whoever has the most cam- money for the campaign wins the election, hands down, you know, because they have influence on people. So just us knowing seeing a moron that he is, again, it doesn't benefit us. It benefits them because he's gonna do things for them. So that's why I said if he had brains, he'd be dangerous. I'm serious.
0: That's true. He said right here. We
3: won with old, we won with highly educated, we won with poorly educated. I love the poorly educated. That says it right
0: there. Uh, there he, you go. Go. he he loves himself.
2: That says it right there. There you go. <laughs> That's
0: exactly. crazy. So, so everything
2: you gonna speak on? There's a video for. Is that? Huh? Like he, I said everything we gonna speak on. There's a video for. He he knows his crowd.
0: That's a video so, for the one for the one million eight hundred seventy thousand million too. <laughs> I wonder when he think about the people that voted for him last time. Do he be like? For the fifty-nine million five hundred thousand million people that voted for me. Two, <laughs> two,
1: two, two, two separate columns, huh? Yeah.
0: This boy, he needed the, the uh, remember the cube
1: diagrams. Yeah, that's why. That's <laughs> why I said that. the one, 10, <laughs> 000, 000. Million, yeah, two separate. Is one here? And one here? Huh?
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's what made me think about it when you just said that.
1: <laughs> two separate columns, huh? I didn't know about that one.
0: Yeah. I, I got an A in stats, so I'm pretty good at that. I don't know where you got that from. He's like, "What? How you the, pull out with, all? The ones column. Oh, that seems so huge. <laughs> 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 That's <laughs>
3: crazy. It
1: seems so huge. Yeah. Yeah. What you think about the uh, the uh, what's the name uh, uh, the Will Smith thing?
0: Yeah, the Entanglement.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I I honestly think that they're just um together, like just to keep the bag together, at this point. Like I think I think the love been gone because they both called the boy by his uh, nickname. They both call him Og Og, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like y'all both calling that nickname. I'm like, he don't really seem. He don't really seem mad. He didn't really seem upset until she said entanglement. Everything else, he was just like,
1: all right. I think that when that conversation came up, he aired her out privately. He gave her the business, probably verbally, uh, privately. But they said this is massive ratings because everybody, every almost every rapper or singer said, "I want to stick together like Will and Jada." Everybody say that. Yeah. So so turmoil on their relationship is immediate, massive, number one press media. So they decided to talk at the red table. Yeah. And Will, this is after I believe he cursed y'all and did whatever he did, he reacted he found out. I think that Will Smith was a sucker for mm-hmm. allowing her to say it's an entanglement and not putting it in this way. Say, well, as should you call it? Okay. We know he said something like that, but he should have said, well, if we're still married, but we're separated because we're not seeing eye to eye, we never came up, or you never came to me and said we could see other people. So if you've been seeing this guy for five years behind my back and didn't tell me, and we're still inked in as as married, you are cheating on me. Period. Hands yeah. down. No no other way to describe it. You're cheating yeah. on me because we're still legally married. Now. People have the tendency to say, well, well, we, we've been married. We've been living together for 20 years, so we common-law. Y'all not still legally married unless y'all go down there and, and establish that. So Will Smith and him was still married. You cheated on him, period. But if Will do that to her, a 25-year-old girl whatever, he would be the scum of the earth. He would never get in a movie again, probably. He'd be treated worse than the guy, the brother from The Great Debaters. Who, who beat the uh, who was found not guilty of the rape case? hmm Nah. Um, Nate Parker. Exactly. He'd be treated worse than that because of the male. And all these institutions and groups who like to tear down black men would have destroyed him. But the so-called misguided sisters, they're they're so busy thinking that cheering Jada on, saying that, oh yeah, she did good, you know, she finally we got over on the men. We got the best. And that's just poisoned the entire community. Keep it real. She cheated on him. If he cheated on her in the past and then she got him back, they cheating on each other. So all it's doing is legalizing and okaying our community to not be loyal and support our mates or our uh, opposite sex in the relationships. They're making a cue. I didn't cheat. I had an entanglement. What part of the game is that?
2: Yeah, I know. That's the part I didn't like. I agree wholeheartedly with what you said. If the shoe were on the other foot, it'd be a different reaction from the women. And not even just the women, just the general public. And at the same time, I remember when Snoop called Gail King out of her name. And he went to that red table and she's like, I felt like you were attacking me. Well, I felt like Jada cheated on me. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because she made something that wasn't about her, about her. So something that is about her, how is it she's going to try and brush it off? Like, oh, this ain't no big deal. And the man you married to and have kids with, looking like he's been crying for weeks. You sitting up there saying that to his face. Like I said, it's just, it looks like she runs that marriage. And she does what she wants, when she wants, how she wants. And like I said, it's, it's unfortunate because... I have a lot of respect for Will Smith, but at the same time, what type of message are you throwing out there?
1: Yeah, that's why I say he was a sucker for not, uh, that, for not setting that straight. She definitely, see, I'm not too much vested in his feelings, okay? Because he shares those feelings. I don't. So, uh, mm-hmm. not, I don't care, but I'm not involved in it. I'm not emotionally involved. The fact mm-hmm. that she's on him, that's crazy, you know? But the fact that this kid was raised in a house basically, lived here in the whole time five years. That's crazy, you know. Yeah. What I mean? For her, like you said, make it about her. I know she run that marriage, it's obvious. Yeah. You
0: know? I mean, think, think back though, when they went on Oprah years ago, she um called him out and she used she referenced Tupac to call him bubblegum. Like on live TV, sure, so it's like, man. yeah, it's like. What she said, I didn't hear about that.
1: What she said? Yeah, she was like, mm-hmm. she was
0: like, when 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 they first when she he first approached her, some, she was like, uh, this, he he a bubblegum rapper because you know I'm used to Tupac, and this was on that like Oprah Winfrey show, and I'm like, damn, I'm like, you <laughs> you ain't had to say that on national TV. I know mm-hmm. that I know that people laugh, but. They're they're laughing with you, but they're laughing at your husband.
2: Yeah.
0: So it's like – because he even recently admitted that he got kind of self-confidence issues with that, about the whole Tupac thing.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Competing with a dead man. Yeah, it's crazy. That's what makes it worse, the fact that he's here. He can't even compete with him because he's not here to compete with. It's just based off his legacy. And like I said, I think like I said, she controls him. Whatever she got on him, she may have something on him. It may not necessarily be love. I will also- <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. He did that he did that that yeah, Ali movie. He must have been doing some stretching that she caught on camera that he wouldn't have been doing. He shouldn't have been doing, I mean.
0: Yeah, you I never know, man. I, you know, they always try to make it like that situation was perfect.
1: He said he wanted to do a football movie, and he said he he didn't want to play quarterback. So I don't know what's going on over there. She must have found the movie. <laughs> Him getting blitzed, tackled, <laughs> scored on. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a way. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: I don't know what it is, man. It's, it's crazy, though, man. That that whole situation. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I actually talked to my aunt about that. My aunt said, I actually brought that up to her. When I said the word entanglement, she said, I feel so bad, you know, for the future generations because, you know, just the cheating thing is just crazy, but to make an excuse for it and people accept it and start using she it. She's a teacher. She said in her classroom, she heard people talking about that and using the word now. Mm-hmm. It's the, the thing. because everything is a trend now. Exactly, you can take one th- one moment in time,
0: and that'll trend for maybe two to three months, and in exactly. that two to three months, it spreads around the world. Mm-hmm. Like everything, everything penetrates society so fast <laughs> that like it it doesn't take any time. All it takes is a few shares. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that and who's doing it? You know, it's, it's, like I said, social media is responsible—not solely, but is, is is a part responsible for the destruction of the mindsets of our people. Because on a more serious note, um, I noticed that people—they look at our people and people in general—look at social media and the things that happen on all social media backgrounds and platforms. They actually use these things to make uh, false truths and narratives about us as a people because it's easy to do so. Well look at them, they're doing it. Look at them, they're doing it. And the rappers, so called rappers, and uh the ones that's popped that's promoted the most are the ones who's perpetuating that nonsense. You don't see J. Cole on um, sprite commercials and they get all the endorsements, but J. Cole, you don't get any of that, you know? Because he's not gonna promote that negativity. So being on social media controls the a lot of our society by the trends that we have in that's Agendaed into us and then projected to us, you know. You think they really want to stop that? No, they're gonna keep that same energy going. That's why they bought this entanglement crap up and they put it on television. It's crazy, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. Definitely. If I want you to listen, and everybody respect King he the highest person in the world, and I want him to say something that's totally against ethics and humanity in general. As long as Kay said, people will going to do it. That's social media. As long as if I, if I sign a music deal tomorrow and I cut half my hair off and then I get extensions on this side and they, and they uh, purposely the industry and we know who runs the industry a couple conversations ago. it's becoming bad. coming back. <laughs> so, if they say we're going to promote this person, everybody will pay attention to them because they're getting the most attention and so-called success. So, what they say becomes real the antics is the introduction A few months later or when they kind of cool down they allow them to cool down they have them do a serious conversation an interview here we go yeah you know some things you gotta do what you gotta do when you do it to survive you know see me out in these streets you the sling crack rock will have a wicked jump shot that's all you got in this world so i'm just keeping it down for my folks you know straight in the hood style the community see that yo MC Radio is so real. He's so smart, whatever that means. He's so wise. He he dropping gems now. He has all those ears. Every every song he has in his album is probably gonna be about skinning somebody, and they are gonna think that's cool because they use this person to do it.
3: Yeah,
1: it's so sad. Nas made a song called "I Know I Can." He was clowned for it. That's crazy, man.
2: That's what. Social media, they call them what? Influencer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and they pay people based off of, oh, how many people are you influencing? And like you said, they, they get the right ones. It's they get the right one.
1: I was watching uh, First 48. Okay, I told you about this. This was so funny and so crazy. This guy, he was a credit card scamming guy. And he, he had all these millions of dollars or whatever. And, you know, they caught on to him because sometimes in a music studio and a guy, famous rappers, which I'm not going to name, Allegedly, go there in Atlanta, and the place was shot up, and two people were killed. So there's one guy. He's like a big guy with a credit card scam thing. He flashed on Instagram. He has like Benzes, Lamborghinis. He bought Usher's old condo. All this stuff, right? Now watch the power of social media, that makes people feel like a social media giant, and what it's doing to the youth. He had a young guy who was arrested in there that worked for him. They found his phone. It's real short. Found his phone. He said, how you get the phone? He said, I went back to the cops. The police officers, long story short, arrested him and started questioning. When they told him they was locking him up because he had a connection with that murder, mind you, three people were murdered. He's a social media guy. Everybody know him. They said, you're going to jail for murder, for accessory for three people. You know, the first thing he said, it wasn't, May I have a lawyer. Oh, I didn't do it. Don't give it away. He said, but but, I have over 30,000 followers on Instagram. When he said that, <laughs> I just lost it. As if they cared. I don't matter. So uh, that ain't gonna save you. I'm serious. And he was serious. He said, he's like, supposed to say, damn, how you put 30,000? Detect- That's crazy. We got to let him go. 30,000? And he went to jail forever they probably still trying to get a phone.
2: That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Check his Instagram.
1: But to get
0: Instagram followers.
2: That's they crazy. made a movie about something like, well, about this whole social media. It's called Infamous. It just came out. It's like an indie movie. And it was about these people that go around robbing convenience stores and eventually rob banks. And the girl just got carried away because she would film the crimes. Mm-hmm. She would go live just to get followers. And that ended up being the doom of her. And it's seriously what goes on today. People doing stuff, like they say, hey, do it for the gram. That's what it boils down to. They don't think.
1: And next thing up is, uh, what do they call it? Uh, members only page? Friends only page or members only?
2: Uh, only fans. <laughs> fans
1: only okay only fans yeah yeah i talked to somebody
2: make about make everyone a um a porn star it's ridiculous man Yeah.
1: process uh, uh uh social distancing prostitution
2: yeah <laughs> yep covid friendly
1: <laughs> that's what it is. and the darn woman well, when the at home. Talk, they go to a hotel and have a hotel party and have a covid 19 soup party right in the pool <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's crazy,
0: man. Yeah. The world we live in. Yeah, exactly. But there you have it. Another great episode. That was our current events episode. So we hope y'all got some jewels from it. Enjoyed the topics. Uh, as always, one accord, one love. Peace, we out. This generation under so much pressure, how to a standard, impossible to measure. Without guys, they suffer. No father in sight, uh, no love from their mother. Not defend, for the one in the mirror. Self-image distorted, can't get no clearer. damn. Lost souls devoured by the streets, ain't no fairy tale or yellow rips.
3: By their feet, only crack vials and shell casings. Looking for hope, but...